Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? Why, hello! Ooh. Welcome okay, to... Yeah, oh, God. Come, on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I want to sit me close to you. Welcome, welcome to Season 23, Episode 14 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Stork. My name is Gina. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Matt writes in to ask how to get the most out of a short session. Uh, Jeb writes in, not Jeb, Jeb writes in <laughs> about gaming with kids. And Hannah from the Windy City writes in about an overreaching player. Mm. But first... If you'd like to email us, you should email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Do it. We're also on all of the social media. Yep. Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. Mm-hmm. On Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram mm-hmm. and MeWe. Come MeWe with me. And I've been posting a lot on MeWe. Really? Yes. Just to prove me wrong. Yep, exactly yep. why. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest way to get Stu to do something is tell him not to. Whatever you do, Stu, don't or, post or in me. You movie. won't or do that. that. You'll never that. hold my beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where you got that from, Ms. Kimmy. Where yes. did everyone was like, what's that thing on Kimmy's head? Oh, do you know yeah. What I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. So when Shush. we were doing ShadowCon, uh, Turo, who's amazing, great player. First time I played with him, though, like doesn't know me super well. So at one point we were joking about uh, like my flight helmet having my character's name on it. So I kind of put my name tag on my head first. Jo- joke is a second. So he's like, "Oh, I'll give you a dollar if you do that for the whole game." <laughs> you get Guess a what? Ha- I got a dollar. <laughs> awesome. Like about two thirds of the way through the game, he's like, "I really hope I have a dollar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> better have a dollar." It was funny. Yeah. Um, also, uh, if you check out happyjacks.org/three million. We're doing a giveaway right now. We're giving away that amazing set of Ancient Dragon Dice that we got from Easy Roller Dice. EasyRollerDice.com. Um, you can check out there, and you can enter to win those dice. There's a bunch of different ways to enter. Check out... Easy Roller Dice. That's <laughs> a lovely sound effect. It's very nice. Uh, happyjacks.org slash three, the number three. Don't type T-H-R-E-E, just the actual numerical three million. Somebody on the forum was posting that, uh, and he took a screenshot that it was already at six six six. He's like, I, I didn't want to post because it just looks so good. It's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's past that now. It's at seven hundred something yeah, now, right. so you can definitely go. You won't ruin anything, uh, and you could win some really cool dice because we have been downloaded in the last ten years over three million times now. Yes, we have. That's a it's a lo- it's much higher mo- now. Actually, more than that. Yeah, because they only started keeping track in like our mm-hmm. third year, third or fourth season, something like yeah. that. And even keeping track is still kind of a squishy number because it's hard to keep track. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Well, we're officially at three million twenty thousand now, so we're very safely, uh, definitely yes. in the three million. All right. Nice. If you'd like to watch us live, you can go to happyjacks.org/live and watch us at seven p.m. Pacific time, mm-hmm. and on every Friday. Mm-hmm. And there's that. Also, we have a game convention coming up. The one that's coming up is Orcon. 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 Mm-hmm. Orcon, and it is President's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's at the LAX Hilton, and we're going to be streaming some shows. We're going to yeah. be streaming some games live for the first time. It's yeah. very exciting. I really hope Tyler runs a president's. Is he going to be down? He's not Day. coming down this time. <sighs> he was planning on it, but he won't. But he's hopefully going to come down to another one. So we will hopefully be streaming at that con too. Uh, sorry, nice. Canada. Yeah. He'll probably come down for the one that I'm not at. Yeah, probably probably. Come down for Gateway. Yeah. No, oh, not Gateway. GameX. GameX. Game he's going to try and come to the one that people are at. Okay. Because he loves me, but not that much. Right. Yeah. All right. 
first our, our first email. Gaming briefly from Matt. Oh, by the way, I just have to say I watched Perfume. Oh. Which is a German thing. Super I think it was. Up I think it's made Netflix. for Netflix. Yeah. Roughly based on uh, the book and the. Which mm-hmm. I'm told is French. Yes. Okay. It's it's not like a German remake of, of Shampoo. Oh, with an amazing no. movie by with Ben Wishaw in it. It's but creepy as yeah. fuck. Right. Yeah. It's one of the most disturbing things I think I've ever seen. Really? Because I just rewatched Blue Velvet, and that's pretty. It's still pretty fucked up. No, this is this is fucked. I don't Much know if worse. I could watch a mini series on that. It was watching the film and reading the book was hard enough. Wow. It's there are some really, really screwed up stuff, and yeah. the, just the people in it are just. Why are you bringing this up? Just because it's I just company? watched it. He's, he's, Should we he's, offend it? he's traumatized. I'm, tra- okay. I'm slightly traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> on the flip side of that, then watch Dairy Girls. Okay. D-E-R-R-Y, oh yes. Right. Oh my god. I'm listening to it right now to get my Irish accent back <gasps> for Traveler. Awesome. It's ridiculously you guys dumb and watch hilarious. Peaky it Blinders, is, yeah. if you want accents. Oh yeah, I've been watching that too. I watched that for our GeneX game, so I have to. Uh, Peaky Blinders was oh, astonishingly good. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I had a bunch of Audible credits, mm-hmm. so I, I got. The first Game of Thrones book, mm-hmm. so I'm yeah. listening to that now, and wow, the stuff they leave out. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I'm obviously because I mean the the book's 35 hours. The first book yes. is 35 hours. Yes. Long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap on Audible either. Well, no, it's a, it was a credit. It was one credit. Oh, t- totally. When you yeah, have credits, I, I have a, mem- I have a membership. Yeah, no, me too. I finally broke down and got a membership. So. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, first email, gaming briefly from Matt. I game briefly all the time when I'm sitting in my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Dear Happy Jacks. This week. <laughs> Try the mutton. I've started running a 5e D&D game at work with a bunch of co-workers. Of the six players, four are brand new to the tabletop RPGs, but enthusiastic novices. The game actually takes place after work. By the time people have gotten and eaten dinner, it's usually at least 6 p.m., if not later, and mm. due to many various domestic harmony reasons, we have a hard <laughs> stop around 8.30 every game. This is a big difference to how I grew up playing D&D, where it was kind of an endurance sport <laughs> that ran for hours yeah. and hours and only stopped when there, yeah. there, there no longer was a quarum of conscious players. Yeah, I remember I, those. I remember those. I had those all the way through college. Totally. I had those all the way through high school. Yeah. Anyway, they've gotten to third level and are about halfway through the dungeon in the Against the Cult of the Reptile God, and it's feeling like we just don't get a lot done in a session. Mm-hmm. Part of this is due to childish behavior on the part of the players, parentheses, sleeping characters frequently waking up to find phallic designs drawn on their faces. This leads to a lot of posturing and near intraparty combat, end parentheses. But I worry that the standard dungeon crawling activities burn a lot of time, more than writing than, than drawing dicks on people's faces, I suppose. Mm. Uh, for example, okay, you go left, let me draw out the next part of the the dungeon you see, scribble, scribble, scribble. Okay, now what? Left again? Okay, scribble, scribble, scribble. Ah, an encounter. Let me set up for that. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Fetch miniatures, etc. I think they should actually make the maps uh, in the shape of phalluses. Yes! So that way, when it's on their face, yes. they know yeah. where to go. Get f- get forehead-shaped pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow your nose. Oh, man. My question is this. Given that I have a limited time each session, we meet every other week... What are some things I can do to encourage the best game I can in the time I have available? I don't know if I can go theater of the mind with such a, a new group of players, especially after I started them out with a full battle mat grid combat experience. Mm-hmm. Thanks in advance. Matt, P.S. Drink! 
Excellent. Bizarre. I think mm. you should totally go full theater to the mind, don't you? Don't you do anything? I mean, no. these guys are already not, they're already I, ignoring what's there, so. I, no, you first. What do you think? Go. Okay. I'll just say the one thing, and then I, I have a bunch of different things that I'll say mm. later. But one of the things we say frequently is that maybe that I mean maybe this is the kind of game they want. Mm-hmm. Could be. And if if it's after work, and I don't know how long they've been playing, um, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try for a different experience or to get more bang for your buck. Um, but this might be just what they're looking for: is beer and pretzels and screwing around and and being a little bit social. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing um, wrong with that. Theater of the Mind can totally work for D&D. You have to be careful about, uh, you don't specify what uh, roles your players have, or your, your characters are, but that can really screw o- over some of the classes in D&D. Like, the monk is yeah. a great example of that. Like, the monk's big power is their movement. So, Theater of the Mind tends to take away, so, like, you can still have them move farther, mm-hmm. but in Theater of the Mind, it's not as big an advantage. So, if someone's put a bunch of their character into that, that can be a big problem. Um, I think so. I I, I I don't think you have to do theater of the mind. I don't think that's the number one thing. And I actually prefer when I play in D and D and D and D not to have theater of the mind. I like maps for that game. Um, I don't play it a lot, but I do, I do too. Yeah, it, it's helpful. For it's that. it's part of the experience of D and D. Yeah, I kind of like maps for mm-hmm. all my games anyway. Just so I, mm-hmm. Bill put it best for me, which is it's nice to have some terrain, so you mm-hmm. have an idea of what. What you're at, where you're at, and what you can work with, yeah. what you can work with, yeah. exactly. And my experience is actually, especially with D and D, sometimes you can almost lose time trying to explain things for theater of the yes. mind combat that you wouldn't have to explain. You actually have a, a map right. there, yeah. So, oh no, I thought it was to the left. No, no, it's to the right. Like a lot of times, you get in those conversations mm-hmm. that can actually eat up more time than just drawing it out on the map and dealing with that. I don't remember. Yeah. Fourth edition had the, the sort of controller subgroup of mm-hmm. character types. Yeah. yeah. Do they do those still kind of exist in fifth? I don't remember. A little a bit, like the the mechanics are a little bit better, but um, but I mean, the, but they had things just like them. push push a character. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a There's hard controller uh, thing. I don't know yeah, if I don't, is there in. They still have stuff like that. Like they have warlock might have spells. Yeah, spells and they've like got that. like oh, grapple sure. vines and stuff like yeah. that. So and that are good, and they always like like everything else. Like the same sort of thing with Savage Worlds. Like you've got those area of effect spells. Right. That number of squares matters. Oh sure, yeah. So, that's yeah. You, that's the difference cheating. between. Sorry, Bob. You're going to be inside the my fireball. Yeah. You're Hope cheating. you make your deck save. You're cheating your character, <laughs> and and some of the experience of like you know how do you where do you drop that fireball? Yeah. You know because that's also interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so suddenly it's like, well, my fireball is this big. Oh, well, mm. if I shrink it, how can I? And then th- there's this tactical thing about, how do I do this without killing the entire party? Right. But the, the way I did that in in the last session of Blood, Blade, and Tusk, one of the characters dropped an area of effect fire spell. And one of the things that I did is I had them... I, I, I said, okay, you can, you can hit most of the bad guys and miss the rest of the party, mm-hmm. But if you include this person, one this one player character in it, you can get all of the bad guys. Yeah. We didn't really have the map set up in mm-hmm. detail, but I just kind of gave them a choice. I said, yeah. you can get, you know, there's let's say there's eight of them. You can get five of them without hitting a player character. Or if you hit this one player character who happens to be really tough, mm-hmm. you yeah. probably get all of them. Yeah. And they opted to get all of them. It's yeah. like, all right, Good job. there I, you go. I want to kind of okay. address maybe the, the, the what's between the lines here. Okay, one more thing about okay, the go ahead. Yeah. real quick. No, sorry. No, please, I'm sorry. Just before we move on to the next thing. Um, also, the thing is, you like you say with your novice players, I think Theater of the Minds, some people can just jump right into it. But I think Theater of the Mind is a lot easier after you've played role-playing games with maps for a while. You start getting yeah. that ability to envision these things and envision kind of what this looks like. 
Um, so it's good to have that practice and kind of that foundation, like, you know, walking before you run, basically. So it's it's good to have their first game, which it sounds like it is, like, have that, probably. Right. And then maybe your next campaign, try Theater of the Mind. I, right. Go ahead. Well, if your definition of Theater <laughs> of the Mind is different than our definition of Theater of the Mind, like, Sandbox is different everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it just means more talking and more social interaction uh, and, and, and more role playing and less following the, the breadcrumbs. Because it sounds uh, like they're having fun with that. It does. <laughs> that was just where I was going to go with this, which is um, if theater in the mind for you means that they're spending more time with uh, character interaction and uh, uh, talking in character and interacting with NPCs rather than going to the module and doing the dungeon, I. You, Take a step back and go, okay, if they're having fun, as yeah. Gina just said, that's key, and they're not picking up the, the breadcrumbs, they don't want to go to the dungeon, then don't force them. I think Theater of the Mind in this context, the way they're using it, is doing a combat specifically yeah. with a mat or mm-hmm. Theater of the Mind without a mat. Yeah. Well, so it's not whether they go to the dungeon or not, it's once they're in the dungeon, do we draw it out and count the spaces? Not spend the time or do we just describe the combat? It's yeah. actually more than that mm-hmm. because he talks about the fact that even when you go into empty rooms, he draws them out. So he's yeah. got a large yes. battle map and he's drawing yeah. the yeah. dungeon as they go. Got it. You can probably theater, theater of the Mind the stuff that doesn't have combat. Yeah. Or, that, or yeah. just streamline it mm-hmm. even more than you already are doing. But otherwise, yeah. I'll exactly. just say, okay, I'll draw it. There's a circle. That and circle represents a rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a stew. Here's a room that's got four sides. Yeah. You right. know, what's in the room? Okay, it's like this, this, this. I think that's probably the. I, th- I think if you. I, the D&D experience with combat mm-hmm. is different without a map. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely yeah. draw the map out when it comes to. The uh, the combats, yeah. But I think if you're if they're going through if there's four rooms and the, the last of the four rooms has an encounter, I don't know if I would bother drawing the th- first three rooms. I just say, yeah. or just trace a line and say, you hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise it does sound like he's doing a lot of okay, we go left, okay, we go left, and he's drawing everything. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like the other possibility is you can go real old school and map it. Oh, and tell just tell the no, just tell oh. the players. Okay, uh, so you go down the hallway. The hallway looks like it's about 40 feet long, and it opens up into a room that looks like it's about 30 by 30. Let mm-hmm. them draw it. One of the players no, can be designated. I thought you were saying map, a mapper and a caller, but you're saying just the mapper. Yeah, well, the yeah. GM just describes yeah. it, yeah. and one of the players either draws it on that or just draws it on graph paper like we did mm-hmm. when I was in Do you remember that? And then, then you compare notes at the end of the event. And, and see how and different see how they are. Maps are. <laughs> and they were often pretty close. Sometimes yeah. you, would, you would screw things up. My favorite tactic is to have um, the the different ma- battle maps and have the different rooms on different battle maps. You just oh, you went left. Yes. Oh, here's them. So it sort of it sort of doesn't matter if they go right or left. They get right. the same thing. And depending like, on the size of the rooms, if they'll fit on a sheet of eight, you know, yeah. eight and a half yeah. by eleven paper, or what is it, eight three? What is a regular size paper? Eight and a half by eleven. No, in in Europe, what's a regular size paper? It's A two or A three. I don't know. Don't 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 the, they use the metric system. It's right? A something. Well, it's because you can fold it and make the next size paper. Oh, is that? I, that, I discovered that that's how it. There's a big piece of paper which is A something, and you fold it once, and then it's the next number, and then you fold it again, and it's the next number. That's smart. I had no idea. They're smart. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it is. We did not. Yeah. Yeah, um, the other thing that's super cheap is if you go better living through office supplies, um, they have the big post-it. Oh yeah, the big easel. Yeah, yeah the easel yeah. things now that have one inch by one inch squares mm-hmm. that you can literally like cut into any size you want. And I have them in my classroom for to do math problems and stuff. But just rip it off, and it's got 
post-it stuff on it, so you can literally post it on the walls till you're ready, and you can pull it down. Yeah, and, and, and he, he could, if he really wants to have the entire thing mapped out, mm. you could pre-draw it on even yeah. 8.5 by 11 sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Just cheat the sizes of some of the rooms down maybe a little if yeah. you need to, or yeah. whatever. Did you have a thing was, you were going to say? Did yeah. I, I was going to say, I would actually have a conversation with them and ask them, just say, hey, have you, are you guys having fun? Do you want it mm-hmm. to be a little more, do you want to see a little more story each session, or are you liking the pace? And honestly, if they're fine, maybe, you know, right. you just kind of make your peace with that. But if they aren't, then I would, or if they say, yeah, no, we would love to get a little more done, you know, da 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 um, Okay, we'll stop drawing ticks on each other's faces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think what Stork said is maybe they are looking for some sort of interpersonal or some RP opportunities that aren't there if you're just doing a dungeon crawl. I'm not familiar with this module at all. Right. Uh, Cult of the Reptile God. But otherwise, I think you're in a position, if they're like, yeah, we wouldn't mind getting a little more done or getting, you know, the the level kind of mm-hmm. amped up. Um, you just, I was thinking about this, too. I don't know if it was, like, three seasons ago. Do you remember when we went through, like, um, uh, you basically turned the dial up on, like, tension, pacing, conflict, emotional narrative, right. like, to kind of change the pace of the story. Do you remember when we did yes. that? Yes, yeah, I do. It was, like, three seasons ago or yeah, something. Yeah, um, and you should totally go back and listen to those because we you covered one each episode for like right. six weeks or something. Right. There were some really great suggestions, but if you get more emotional involvement from them with the matter at hand and not necessarily with just drawing dicks on foreheads, <laughs> um, or just you it's know, a, it's a code switch. Yeah. So what you need to do as a GM is 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 make that code switch from you guys aren't taking this serious enough, or. You, you guys are compl- apparently doing a different game and forgotten about this other game, and so you, you want to remind them in a way. Yeah. Right. And I don't think it's you have to moment. be a dick. No. no. You just, story-wise, turn a yeah. dial or two. You have a kid eat their mom's eyeballs. Yeah. That's how you, that's <laughs> yeah, how totally. you fix that. Right. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to our very first EP yeah. ever. Yeah. Right. But well, I, I, that's a good example, I, though. I wonder if he's going to have because we ran the Elder Me actual play was what two hour sessions yeah. I think, and it got when we got to higher levels and we started approaching level ten, got real hard. I had to make a decision. Okay, is this going to be a session where we do a combat? Those are four hour sessions. I don't think that was a we four. We played Elder Me for four hours. I thought we played Monday during the week. Night. It was Monday nights. Was it? We played mm-hmm. from eight to ten. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure it was two hour sessions. Maybe it was. But the thing that killed me was the fact that. It's like once you get up to a higher level, you ain't gonna run a combat in under hours. that amount of time. Yeah. When once you get up to higher levels and, you, uh-huh. and, and players have all kinds of stuff they can do, and the monsters get more complicated, and all the hit points go up. So it, it became a, okay. Am I gonna have a combat this session, or are we gonna play role playing game this session? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So as you get higher up, you're gonna start running into that problem. Yeah, and you started talking to us too about okay, we need to streamline this so we can get through this. Make sure when it gets to your turn, you already know what you're going to do. Right. Make sure that you're paying attention when everyone else is going so you know where they're at, so you don't have to be like, oh, it's my turn. Uh, where is everybody? Oh, wait, I was going to do this, but so-and-so was not in the right yeah. spot. Right. Yeah, so make sure, like, to have that, that talk huh? with them. Huh? Yeah. It's, uh-huh, it's me? Wow. I'm sorry? Yeah. Right. So I'm that, on my phone. So they're not, yeah, so they're not <laughs> wasting time playing on their phones, so that they're not wasting time, like, recapping and trying to catch up, because they're, they're checking out when it's not their turn. And that's something that is, like, D&D especially, it's a thing players right. do. I think also, um, like, picking a focus. This is something we actually struggled with with Eldemy, now that I remember that, but also when we switched to doing um, stream games um, during the week. 
because we started out with two hour sessions from eight to ten. Mm -hmm. right. We bumped it now to seven to ten because it was just really difficult to constantly be at a two hour limit for gaming. Right. Um, but people, a lot of the GMs were picking like one thing that kind of was the focus of each like episode, kind of like you would do at the TV show. Um, and, and really just focusing on that. And a lot of times you're right, Stu, like it would end up being, okay, this is the story part, this is, you know, a, a combat part, this is a traveling, we're going to do a decide and go to a new place part. So it, it ends up being much more broken up, more like chapters in a book rather than like a long story. Right, yeah, yeah. And if you think about it in a modular way like that as the GM, um, and you can, it, it'll be easier for you to facilitate that for your players. And so. tell them to bring dinner and just freaking eat it at the table. Why are they going <laughs> yeah. to get dinner and then coming back? Well, we had that problem too. I mean, everybody's schedules are different, and yeah. you don't want people, you know, eating their box of chicken in front of other people that rush to get there. It's it gets weird. So sometimes we actually used to dinner breaks. I think when yeah. we were doing your when we when we were not streaming. Yeah, yeah. When we weren't streaming, we do dinner breaks. You can hear some of them on our first APs because yeah. we forgot to. We wouldn't like, turn off the mics. We'd sit and eat. Thai food while came. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Thai food. Okay, yeah. we're, no, we, we'd pause it. Yeah. Go pay for the food, every, yes. d divvy everything up, and then we'd eat while eat we were while playing. We've learned a lot since then. I'd be curious, too, uh, out of the... the um, I think they're all co-workers, but two of them are not new players, and four are new. Right. Are the two not new players frustrated by the experience? Have they expressed anything? Or is this... I think it's the GM who's frustrated. That's Sounds what I'm like it. Thinking. That's kind of what I'm. I'm. That's what I'm reading between the lines. I'm not necessarily reading frustration as they're concerned that yeah. hey, I've got a two and a half hour window. I feel like we're not getting through enough yeah. of this story. Well, I, I think certainly talk to the players if they're having fun yeah. and they think they're having a blast. Yeah. then it's it not a problem like unless it. you're having a problem with it as well because your opinion matters too. Yeah, and it does. One more thing that's that ended up helping a lot of the games that were in two hours is um, some conversation ahead of time. We would do it in Slack and stuff. But talk about, okay, hey, let's as a group set some goals for the next session. Right. So it's not like you're you're not metagaming. Yeah. You're not planning what you're going yeah. to do. You're not scripting out the game. You're like, hey, let's before we sit down, let's agree what we want to try and accomplish as far as like the goal. So that way when everyone sits down, they already have that goal in mind together. Yeah. Right. And then if one of the players wants to fuck with it or whatever, that's great. But everybody yeah. already comes down, sits at the table with ideas. Right. I'll give you one more pro tip. <laughs> pro if you tip. love if you love maps <laughs> as much as I do, buy a bunch of them. There's some great online resources. Yeah, there are. And you know what? That tavern map that you bought can become a church. Mm -hmm. It can become a house. It uh, could become a beer church. It can become a beer church. <laughs> if you really want, you could draw your own maps. You can have them Xeroxed off or, or mm -hmm. go to Kinko's or any other. Uh, uh, and they're still out there. And, right. and, and you can get a, a map blown up to the right size. And then you can just drop down generic things. That will mm -hmm. save you time from the writing, writing, drawing, drawing, scribbling. You drop a map down for anything. I love having pre-generated maps with terrain and mm -hmm. like like for one I, I bought a church once I bought a, like a church that has pews and things it could be a meeting house it could be a mm -hmm. church it could be a pub you just yeah. ignore some or of them you drop church it could be a beer church <laughs> <laughs> so and and there's no drawing there's no waiting around you just unfold the thing you drop it down you put the miniatures on off you go yeah. you have saved yourself 20 minutes right mm -hmm. and those maps are invaluable and they look great and oh, there's terrain there's columns to hide mm -hmm. behind there's ooh, what's that oh it's a door uh can i hide in there yeah it's all there and it just gives you more to work with so. if, and the thing is i mean if you're if you're using a, a pre-generated module and you want to keep the map as close to the actual module as you can mm -hmm. 
You can pre-draw. You d- take yeah. if you have a yeah. printer, take eight and ha- d- what is A four paper or or letter size paper, whatever yeah. your standard paper is, and just print out one inch grids on it, and then draw the sections yeah. of it, and then you're just boop boop yeah. boop. I yeah. actually found a program that will that will blow up a picture, and then if you tell it what size paper you have, it will distribute it oh, amongst yeah. all the various size papers, and you can make oh, full scale like a, a giant cool. like posterizing. It was it, free. Right, yeah. It was free to find. That's cool. I think it was called posterizer or something, but it was. Uh, so literally, I would find these maps, and then I would have it printed up amongst three or six mm-hmm. of these things, tape it together, bam, instant map, and I'd, nice. I'd use them for cons. So right. that will save you a ton of time if yeah. that's one of the things you think is holding you up. And if any of these ideas work for you, please write us back and let yeah. us know. Well, I lo- we, lo- we need feedback. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we need to know if our ideas are actually any good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Matt, for the Thank email. You. We appreciate yep. it. It's a great question. Uh, yes. Next up is uh, Gaming with Young Kids from Jeb. Oh, I'll read this one. All right. You got kids. I got kids. Happy New Year. Happy Jacks. Hello. And to all you douchebags at sea. This is Jeb, not Jim. The pinnacle of my gaming aspirations. I am getting paid to run Dungeons and Dragons. What? Slow clap. I'm total jelly. Yep. Me too. Yeah. And you're gonna be even more jelly because our school system <gasps> provides weekend activities for youngsters during the winter months. Wow. Mm-hmm. He must live in a cold climate where they actually close school. I think he's East Coast. Yeah. Presumably, so their parents can get an hour and a half alone time on Saturday morning. That's a euphemism. Bound chicken bound. <laughs> <laughs> For the past few, so they can make more students. You need uh, an hour and a half? Sorry. Yeah. Drive time. <laughs> drive, well, yeah, drive time? Well, they might shower first. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's true. Ew. Uh, for the past few and years. Take out the trash. <laughs> Seriously, I told Ew. you to take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> is that what his play is no, these days? Is he taking out the trash? It's like, no. that's your job. This one's my job. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Look, I've got trash. an email here. Okay. Hold on. Can I, can I finish yeah, here? Because yeah. before Absolutely. we get way too off the topic, because okay. got a lot to say about taking out the trash. For the, last few, for the past few years, I've taught magic lessons. Oh, my God. He teaches wow. at Hogwarts. He's a teacher at Hogwarts. I think he means Magic the Gathering. <coughs> no, no, I think I'm he means really, Magic. He's a magician. Like taught yeah. magic oh. lessons, he says. Got it. Okay, but he can bend reality with his mind. <laughs> That's not how that works. It's but his interest waned. Oh no, it has to be Magic the Gathering. No, it isn't. Actually, it isn't. Okay, no, no, he, it's no he's a magician. Of hand. Magic. I'm going to start this whole sentence again. <laughs> For the past few years, I taught magic lessons, but as interest waned, theirs and mine. This year, I suggested running D and D instead. The organizers enthusiastically agreed, and my games sold out almost immediately. Wow. Nice. This means I'll be running an adventure for six kids, second through fourth grade. Little kids. <laughs> I'm thinking of Raymond Loft or Tomb of Horrors. Kidding. The Tomb of Horrors. <laughs> yeah, for the first. Like, can we talk to Aserak and maybe convince him not to be bad? I climbed to his mouth. <laughs> I can I'm, see two st- second graders doing that all the time. Yes. <laughs> I have a first level adventure plan, complete with pre-gen characters. I found a simplified, easy-to-read character sheet online. For the spellcasters, I made up a little booklet with des- descriptions of the spells and simplified language. What you need, what you do, and what it means. I ordered bulk dice from EasyRollerDice.com. Hey! Naturally. 
badass. Turns out they're in Ohio. Who knew? Oh, excellent. And little fabric dice bags for the kids to keep. I even made uh, little dice templates Aww. to tell them what each die is. Nice. I plan to keep nice. the character sheets and dice with me so that no one can leave them at home. Excellent. I'm borrowing some minis and put out my battle mat. And finally, I wrote a letter of introduction to the parents, telling them about myself and about the game so that they won't have to rely on their kids' memories of the adventure. Today we killed the baby goblin right at the castle of our and and <laughs> I feel fairly well prepared, but I wanted to ask, and here comes the question. Uh-oh. Do you have any suggestions for preparation? <laughs> if I've run games, or if you've run games for small children, or even if you haven't, what pitfalls do you foresee? What would you do to make this a memorable and fun introduction to my hobby, to the hobby? The game starts mid-January, and there's another session in February, so any advice would be helpful. Uh, it's now January, mid-January. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeb, not Jeb. P.S. This is actually my third paid GM gig. <coughs> no, I think he's nice. bragging, lording it over us. <laughs> I ran an Eclipse Space game for a high school science fiction club and a Trail of Cthulhu game for my family who wanted to surprise my dad by trying this hobby. You're your family paid yeah. you to run a game for them? That's awesome. You wouldn't do that for free? That's called an allowance. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Jab gets an allowance still. If this keeps up, <laughs> I should pay for all the gaming stuff I bought. Oh, it's a, oh, a thousand years. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Pay them. Well, huzzah. Uh, that's yeah. fantastic. That's We're awesome. all very jealous over here, yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure we should give you advice simply because... <laughs> In fact, you should probably pay us for it. Yeah, you advice <laughs> advice to not get paid. Yeah, too. evidently you don't need our advice because you are the professional. Yeah. Mm. yeah, exactly. None of us are making any money doing this. The, his age range, mm-hmm. second to fourth, is grade. very similar to the age range when I re- what was the game Hero Kids? Hero yeah. Kids. Hero Kids. Yeah, which is a real scaled down RPG for kids, and it's actually really. Uh, the way the guy does it is there's a core book that explains the rules and mm-hmm. it has all the different character types in it. And it has character sheets for the characters. Mm-hmm. And then you buy the adventures, and the adventures are a couple bucks. Yeah. And it has, here's the stuff that can happen in the adventure. Here's all of the maps uh, for the adventure to scale, all on, you know, eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper. And here's cut out mi- minis for the player characters and all the monsters in it, this adventure. It is really cool. It's a totally it cool. It gives you all the stuff. And, it's and, awesome. And it's not. And, and the character sheets are fun looking too. It's not yeah. like, you know, just block stats. Yeah. And, and the, the neat thing about it is, it, now obviously he, he's running D&D, so he's going to be running D&D. But it gave, it gave the, the players something to do because one of the things that I did. I've run a couple of kids' games. Is I throw a box of crayons out on the table. So smart. And then when they have the so character smart. sheet yeah. on the character sheet, because they give you a male and female version of each character type or class or whatever they call it, and it's drawn like a coloring book picture. Mm-hmm. So you can sit and I'm going to draw coloring their characters. Yeah. And at I mean, second grade, they're still doing that. No, in eighth grade, they're still doing that. Right. My mother, who taught uh, a library for a long time, would have coloring time, and the eighth mm-hmm. graders like. Oh. Oh, yeah. sit down and color. They Look around this table. It. You have how many people that, that draw? <laughs> well, that's and they right. draw their characters in there. <laughs> so people still. My my daughter, it, her, yeah. her 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 new distraction is using sharpies to figure out what tattoos she's going to get when she's eighteen. Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's about the age of the kids that uh, she I ran was, in the. She had all kind, this whole thing all up her she arm. That looked like a like a it was, it was like a uh, like vines of a plant all up her arm. I'm like. I, I like. Can you get poisoning from that? Cause no. 
from Sharpies? No. You can't? No, I would have died a long time ago because okay. I did the same thing in junior high. I wonder. I had little like fire it, marks all over. Isn't there like cool. acetone or something in that ink? Yeah. 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 But okay. Do you know how much you'd have to like? You'd have to like eat them. You haven't seen her arm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, one of the th- one of the things when I ran this Hero Kids game, and it was for uh, similar ages. Yeah. So this is like six to ten, just <coughs> for people mm-hmm. who are like trying to figure out like what second to fourth grade in the United States is. Right. That's like about six to ten years old. One of the things that really stood out to me, except for my son who plays a lot of video games, mm-hmm. and he just wants to kill everything. A lot of the kids, when they get to a, a certain situation, the last thing they're thinking is fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're like, can we talk to them first? Because their little hearts are, haven't been poisoned by uh, us yet. I, I <laughs> Some of their little hearts. <laughs> did you? Oh, I did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. But I, I mean, it's like experience. adults don't do that. And no. my game was called Dinosaur Princesses. Aww. And I had a different experience. Oh, you did. But, it was, but they, they were like, well, let's talk to them. Because they found one of them. Oh, and yeah. it's like, let's talk to them. And, and it's, it's like, well, you got to promise you're not going to go and raid Aww. the village anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't. Okay, so Super I mean, sweet. you might you may set up for like these these big epic combats, and then they talk their way out of them. No, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you should be prepared for them to think in ways that you can't even fathom. Uh huh. Um, and I would definitely have little guides if you do decide to stick with D and D. Like have little step by step guides, especially for combat. Like step one, like very simple language. Like right. if you can make it in four words or less, because second grade, I mean. I've got fourth graders who still who who don't read English very well above a kindergarten level. So you don't you know you probably won't know their reading level. So the more simple you can make it, the better. I think that's awesome mm-hmm. that you did the the picture diagram to help them uh, decode the dice. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the more stuff like that you can do, and the more visual you can make it, it will even the playing field between the fourth graders and the second graders. I'm going to call out Kimmy's master's degree yeah. in <laughs> teaching. My so. master's degree. Yes. So just uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with Kimmy. Mm. <laughs> it's good, but uh, I spent a, a lot of money to know these things. Yeah, like, make things pictures so people can understand them. Like it took yeah. a lot of thousands of dollars for me to be get a degree in that. But um, that was a whole semester's worth of study. A lot of it, probably. Yeah, I took oral interpretation of children's literature, which is basically reading stories out loud. Uh huh. So, oh no, kidding! That, I yeah. did that too. I almost got a C in that class. That's because. <laughs> Because I didn't study for the stupid quizzes, because yeah. it was because I was like super into theater, so I was like, I'm going to take this class. I'll rock it. I yeah. rocked every like I got the highest grade she's ever given on the final because that was the only piece where we actually read out loud and per- and performed. Really, the rest of it was us watching and like taking fucking quizzes on Fridays. I was so disappointed by that class. So I of course rebelled by not yeah. getting a good grade, which is not an effective strategy for but rebelling. I, for no. you, but yeah. I was 18 and I thought that was a wise choice. Yeah, sure. So, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, definitely. She got so, so mad when I, I asked that. I actually want to hear your your, yeah. your <laughs> counterpoint to this, which is uh, when you were in a children's game. No, I, tell us about the devil children. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it was it's about the same age difference. Uh, and did the same thing you did. Um, this uh, this game actually kickstarted recently. Um, I don't think it's still a Kickstarter, but so same type of thing where I made uh, sheets uh, that were like coloring book types of things, and they could make their dinosaur princess, whatever, whatever type yeah. of you know dinosaur they wanted. Plus, we uh, they helped draw the map. 
So the game we That's were playing cool. uh, became a living world that they were adding to. That's cool. With, Good tip. With their little drawings and stuff like that. The thing that was, um, I think, because I haven't babysat for like a long time, and I don't have kids, <laughs> the thing that I was like, oh yeah, this was the the different energy levels yeah. and yeah. and the quiet kids that had this the, uh, beautiful freaking gorgeous drawings in front mm-hmm. of their place because uh, they got to decorate in front of them their yeah. se- their section too with w- stuff their character likes yeah um, but there would there were two quiet kids um, who who were definitely participating but they would participate when it was their turn mm-hmm. you know I'm air quoting or when they were when switching crayons poked. Yeah, and then there were the two kids that made their dinosaur princess with uh, flamethrower hands and grenades. And are those the camo dice? I want the camo dice. Nice. And I'm like, I don't have camo dice. Those are the kids that are sitting on their knees on the chair, leaning over, yeah, super yeah. engaged. Oh right my god, down. they were so, and they were just, they were two uh, ten or eleven year old boys. Mm-hmm. And I, I had another ten year old boy, and I think uh, Nova was nine. Um, but it was balancing those energy levels because to try to get the, without being like, like the enemy of fun or whatever, you have to try to kind of get the kids that are way into it to mellow out enough to draw out the other kids. And if you can use those kids to help draw out the other kids, like get them interested in something the other kids are doing Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're, uh, the, the moment it came to in the game where we needed to have some social skills and everyone had written down flamethrowers and grenades <laughs> and, you know, volcanic rocks and stuff. And I was like, oh, gosh, is anybody at the table? And I totally knew that the mm-hmm. other little dude at the table had, like, he was friendly. And he was... And they were all like, oh, my God, you have to be the one that talks to the, the wizard <laughs> in the cave. Nice. Oh, so, so they actually all, like, agreed at one yeah. point to let the nice. face man yeah. come up and talk to him. yeah. No, well, they're so kids. They, they're not yeah. adults. So they have kids. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I'm on the spotlight. I've got the I've got the Vulcan arms. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick him. Yeah, so before I you guess guys can do anything. That would be my biggest thing is to be prepared to kind of uh, try to have those kids. You know, sometimes you have to go. It's not your turn. Yes. And but maybe see if you can get them engaged in who those other characters are that the other kids are playing, and then they get excited about each other. Yeah. But holy crap, Kimmy! <laughs> like tired. Like, I was more tired oh, after yeah. running that game than yeah. any game I've ever run in it's my exhausting. life. Yeah. I'm tired because it's, ra- it's been raining here all week, so my kids have been all inside for recess and lunch every single day <laughs> until now, today. Now, this bring, brings up an interesting point because you mentioned different energy levels. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So, cool. riffing off of what yeah. you were saying about um, facilitating and also making sure that they're able to understand their, their skill sets, one, I think you should come with at least partially done pre-made characters um mm-hmm. don't necessarily don't just say hey there's four people the four kids playing here's four options like make like eight or nine options that they can choose between fill out the the math part of it fill out the crunchy yes. part of it let them put their names and their personalities don't on let it. the math challenge child struggle in front of yeah. the other kids trying to work out numbers right well, and also, or the yeah. dyslexic child <laughs> trying to write a backstory yeah. in front of everybody well also do you some know, of that for them second grade like that's like the math that they are learning in second oh, yeah. grade is 
not advanced enough to do all the things in D&D. So they literally have not been instructed in all the things that they will... I mean, depending on what state you're in, but for in California, anyway. Um, things you assume yeah. are easy. Yeah. They teach but, addition in college here. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they do. Addition, but double-digit addition is not a second-grade standard. No, nope. right. So yeah. if you're adding 14 plus 7, you know, they may not know how to do that. Right. So this especially... Really yeah, smart. No, this is a really, really good tip. Yeah, especially, like, the carrying. <laughs> That's not something they learn until the end of for third grade and, and fourth okay. grade. Not what it would yeah. not have occurred to me. Right. Good tip. So make Good sure tip. that that Definitely. stuff's done. Let them put their personalities on it. And then when they're working in groups, it's, it helps a lot to have like set roles. And it's better to start out with over, um, like, uh, we call it scaffolding in education. Like a scaffolding in a building holds people up. Mm-hmm. So it's better to, to over scaffold and then slowly pull away the supports as they become more independent. So, like, if you say, okay, so for this game, like, let's look at our characters. So, oh, it looks like you're, you know, you, you're, you're good at talking to people. You can be the speaker. Oh, you're, so, like, talk to them about that before you actually start playing the game. So, take a so, note. <laughs> can, you, can you start a yeah. game with scaffolding? Scaffolding. <laughs> so that, um, well, That's why we record it, so you can rewind it. Yeah, so you can so rewind sweet. and listen to it. <laughs> these, are, these are really good points. So yeah, that way, they know what point. they're doing. And the, the abilities between the fourth graders to kind of look at their sheet and deduce things for themselves versus what you'll see with second graders. It's going to be very different. So, as like Gina was saying, yeah. you have to be prepared for the different level of energy. You also have to be prepared for that different level of math, and you have to be diff- prepared for that different level of being able to look at that character sheet and figure out what they're good at. So, and you're also going to have to think that think about that when they're. You may want to explicitly put that stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like and simplify you're good the at character fighting. sheet. Yeah, you're good at. Yeah. Talking. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Like, You're yep. good at making friends. Yes. You're, mm-hmm. Right. And, and put a picture of a very fighty looking person on it. So they're like, oh, oh, yeah. fighter, yeah. Um, and uh, shoot, I was going to say something. Uh, oh, and in combat, like those math skills, again, like you don't want that second grader playing the wizard and having to add up like 50 billion D6s. Like, don't no. let that happen. Don't, don't so. make them embarrass themselves in front of their peers <laughs> yeah. either. It's, they're like, I, I'm not good at math, and yeah. I've got to add up all these sixes. And all you might, six you might want to have some calculators there because yeah. you can show a second grader oh. how to use a calculator, and they're able to, to do that, especially if they're like the big button calculators that are pretty simple, and that will speed things up a lot for you. And not embarrassing. The the, the, mm-hmm. the one other point that when you had mentioned yeah. uh, different a- energy, energy levels, levels mm-hmm. I, that's that's is, such a smart idea. It, Observation. The, the, that made me realize that I don't want, what what length of session are you planning on running. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Hero Kids ran two sessions, and by the end of the, or two hours, mm-hmm. by the end of um, about an hour and a half in, they're getting fidgety and they're about done. Yeah. So, oh. and if you're talking, well, was he talking second to fourth grade? Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. I, my experience with my kids, at least, uh, half hour. You need breaks. Snacks. I think yeah. you're probably going to have to. You do. You and you're probably going to. Yeah. You're probably going to want to have other things for them to sort of. Yep. Distract themselves with yeah. occasionally. That's a good point. Because sitting down and concentrating yep. on something for two hours when you're an adult is one thing. Yep. And a lot of adults can't do that. Oh, yeah. I no, that is a really good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. But we took like a bio bio snack break mm-hmm. in in kind of two thirds of the way through because it's it's not a four hour game. Building a lot of it breaks. It was close yep. to three hours. Good note. But then if you did that as the the DM or facilitator, I would definitely check with the parents on you know. It let the kids bring their own snacks. Yes. Right. Do not feed yeah. them. Yeah, because otherwise... It's a yeah. bad lawsuit the, we the have The last thing you need yeah. to do is give them a peanut butter jelly <laughs> so, sandwich yeah. and they end up in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything yeah. has peanuts in it and it's stupid. Yeah. Don't feed them. 
you're you're. Well, I, I imagine wherever it is he's holding this has because it's mm. probably sort of like a yeah. winter daycare thing. They yeah. probably have that kind of Sense. stuff. But yeah. you are definitely during your game going to want to build in breaks, probably yes. pretty frequent breaks. You probably can't go wrong with carrots though. If you want to carrots. Yeah. Um, think of errands to send them on or assignments that they can do when they are not this the the, the spotlight. Yeah. So draw. yeah. So one of the things I do with my wonderful, wonderful kids who are a little bit challenging for me and I need a break. Um, <laughs> I've worked out with other teachers. We have it's the funny, yellow... It's when you need a break, not when they need a break. Well, a little bit of both. <laughs> Those moments tend to be both of you. Uh, so we have a thing called the yellow folder where, oh, hey, will you go ask Mr. Smith if he's got the yellow folder? Yes. And then they go and they get asked Mr. Smith. Oh, and Mr. Smith knows the code. And oh, no, tell her I put it in her box not to worry about it. And then he sends back, oh, no, Mr. Smith says he doesn't have it. It's in your box. I'm like, thanks. So that kid's gone for about yeah. five minutes. Run, burns he, off a little energy. He yeah. burns off energy. I get a break from him. He gets yes. a break from me. When he comes back to my question, I get to thank him for doing a good job and for helping me. So he gets that positive That's cycle awesome. of reinforcement started. So if those kids That's are driving you nuts, like give them a small task, and they will be very excited probably to do it. No wonder I was sent yeah. down to the cafeteria so many times. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's like no scoutmasters hazing new, new, new scouts because like, you know what? I don't have my left-handed monkey wrench. Would you go ask the other scoutmaster in the next camp <laughs> yeah. if he has a left-handed monkey wrench? And yeah. they, but in that case, they send you all around the whole camp. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't have it. I lent it at the guy in troop number one hundred and five. And he goes over to 105. Yeah. Do you have this? Oh, you know what? I had it, but I, I, I had to give it to this guy over here. And that's the next thing you know, <laughs> the kid's gone for an hour. And he comes back and says, I can't find one. And he's like, okay, well, I figured it out anyway. Thank you so much for working so hard. I really appreciate it. High five for working that hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm still obsessed with the whole energy level thing because yeah. that is a really great observation. It's a big no, and, but it's, and, and more than just bleeding it off and all that, yeah. you need to be aware of the fact that kids are going to have different energy levels. And what you might perceive as levels of investment isn't the same as their energy level. The, ki- yes. the kids that are busy drawing are spending a lot of energy yep. drawing, but they and you may perceive that as they're not invested in the game, but they are. They're yep. just doing their yep. thing. Mm-hmm. And the other guys that, are, that have flamethrowers and things are really invested in like getting a chance to use their flamethrowers because they can't draw. Yeah. So their energy levels are, are different and are going to seem different, but you as a GM just need to uh, observe that. Yeah. And, and acknowledge it because I think it's that's very important. It's a really great observation. I think so too. And if you can get in, I know Kimmy knows us more than we even do dealing with yeah. that many kids, you know, around similar ages. But thirty six kids. Trying all. To, yeah, that's it. That's it. Not even in forty yet. No, not even not in the forties. Come on, I haven't even hit my max. Right. Where you uh, split your stock and then you get actually another room. I'm for legally allowed to have thirty seven. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. I think we were supposed to have 36 when I was in school, and we regularly had 42 to 44. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> now they have to ask my permission, and I get paid extra. Good. Oh, you do? Okay. Good. Now, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened at the last, the, the, the Hero Kids I think, game. I, th- I don't think Gina actually oh, actually sorry, a point sorry, she was about to make, though. Oh, I was just going to say, I think if you can get them to somehow appreciate the, you know, the, the qualities that the other person has... Yeah. Uh, or the char- character via, you know, yeah. through the character, that's a big win. Yeah. If you can get, like, because like you said, Stork, different people get, um, you know, spark joy from different things. I know, spark joy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 all kinds of great things. Oh, that's a, that's a. I cleaned, I cleaned yeah. out my, I cleaned <laughs> out my closet, by yeah. the way. I cleaned you it, did? Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, I got yeah. rid of an entire trash bag of clothes. <gasps> all yeah. my t-shirts are all folded so perfectly right now. It's well, very I exciting. I, I hang all my t-shirts. Yeah, well, you have enough to cause a space. I have I three don't. closets. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> and I, I'm 
I'm gonna I've got three separate piles of clean, dirty, <laughs> and work clothes. Oh, that's the life I live is the whole... How many ball gowns do you guys own? Because I just... There's not enough closet space in the world. I didn't... No. I didn't... I didn't look at anything and see if it sparked joy. I looked at the tag and saw what size it was first. When you say... <laughs> that was a big decision maker right there. That's a big there. part of sparking joy, let me yeah. tell you. When you say yeah. ball gown to a guy, it means a different thing. Yes. Well... Any, yeah. Anyway, um... <laughs> my, my question. One of the things that you may have noticed when I ran the game, because my son, Zachary, was in the game when yes. we ran it at the time. I think he was 10? 9? No, he was younger than that. 9? 8? I think he was 8. I don't think it was that long ago. He's 11 now. Was really? A couple years ago? I think there was, was another little boy in the game who was like 5 or 6, though. Yeah, there was 4 kids and then I think yeah. 1 or 2 adults. Um, he had a tendency to want to try to take over. Mm-hmm. And, and really like... Yeah. Well, you knew the gene. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to. I think he would have done it with anyone. Yeah. I don't think it was Fair just enough. me. That's his personality. Yeah. But how how would you handle? Because that is likely to happen. And you put a table of five or six True. kids. Yeah. True a that. couple of them are are gonna. It's just like any table. You're gonna have people who are gonna try to dominate and people who aren't. Mm-hmm. How would you I'm handle that? Right here. I know. I. <laughs> Not that I'm thinking about it in particular. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game that I was running didn't really have a turn mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used a quasi turn mechanic so that the I I could say nice you know hey you know it just right. was your you were just the lead we we shifted lead positions mm-hmm. so they were all oh, supposed okay. to support That's each really other smart. almost there was a almost like a marching order in the yes. old dandy okay yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to say what happened last time it's their turn mm-hmm. yeah. so then I can point to like. A kind of a rule, mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. say, yeah. "Oh, it's so so." Let's see if they have, you know, what their it's idea a structure. is. Kids yeah. like structure, yeah. exactly, absolutely. And well, that's, they might not like it, but they kind of need it. Respect it, yeah. They, yeah. And they they say they don't like it, but you kids really love do. it. Yeah, kids no. love structure. If they yep. don't have structure, they get very unhappy. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I do that with small groups a lot. Like, there's the leader, there's like the note taker, uh-huh. there's the so you give like assigned yeah. roles, and that and yep. you can rotate it. Um, another great thing would be when before you start, ha- have them or instruct them on a way to do group decision making because they need to be explicitly taught that they don't. That is they don't, really good. Yeah, they don't advice. naturally yeah. know. Tell us about this because I could probably use this with my adult <laughs> kids. Life, yeah. So okay, so because with adults, like we can role play things out. Like like Stork and I, our characters tend to disagree a lot. We, That's on you. I know. It's <laughs> but. For for us, part of the fun is role playing it out until we find that middle ground with our characters. Kids are not going to be able to do that, so you can't assume that place. So it's going to be like, okay, your characters have both said what they think. All right, let's make a group decision. So it's going to be okay before you even start. You know, our group decision is going to be oh Rochambeau, like whatever it is, or yeah. we're going to vote as a group. So you're going to raise your hand for yes, yeah. raise your hand for no, and we without arguing, you have to specify this part by the way, otherwise they'll argue. Yeah, um, without arguing, the peop- the the one that has the majority or the most people, because the second graders won't know what majority means, um, will be. See, <laughs> 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 this is a whole topic, Kimmy. Kimmy. This is so smart. Uh, yeah. Like four people in chat room have said it. that I should do like a mini series. Yeah, about yeah. This. <laughs> I, I <laughs> but, totally. Yeah, but have that set up beforehand so and teach it to them before they start and before you get to that first decision. Yeah. Um, because if you wait till they're in that high emotional energy state, they're not going to be able to like be no. as accepting. And yeah, maybe we'll do a whole thing on this we where should. I sit we and should. I right. use my yeah. master's degree. Uh-huh. And, the, and the one last thing I was I was gonna say because I have a hard time with this mm-hmm. is like not to play favorites. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna right. find the one kid that maybe yeah. that you connect with and that you think is is playing your game yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um I have a hard enough time with my kids, and I like I love both my kids. Well, actually, all three of them. But 
I you engage can't differently. Well, with yeah, you do. Yeah, because they're different. They're individuals. They absolutely so. are. And so you engage them in different yeah. ways, and it's. It's important, I think, as a GM with kids, is to make sure that you engage with all of them equally. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Right. No, Thank I think so too. Thank you, Jeb. I hope yeah. you yeah. yes. the information. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I would love to hear how that goes. Yes, yes. I really That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And Super cool. Maybe we should do a thing where I talk I a lot totally. about this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a total no, solo episode. It's funny because yeah. you don't really realize like how nuanced that knowledge is it until is, you're like, right. yep. oh no, carrying is partway through third yep. grade. And you were totally yep. yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. And we, we will table grade. this for another one. Right. Jim Horror from Hannah. Yeah, this needs to be good. speed read. All right. This is long. It's like three. Okay. We may have to split pages. this up. Hey Jack Wagons, I'm slowly working on my um, by my way on my way backwards to your feet and wanted to share what I thought was a horror story. See, that's, a, that's a C grade. Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I'm making it understandable. I'm, in, I'm, I'm the editor. Okay, great. Okay, drink now because it's a doozy. I've been drinking. Don't I worry. I love doozies. I was talking with people online, I know, because of a fandom, and wound up forming a playgroup so I could run Dungeon World, a system I love, and also got one other player, we'll call him Mako, from a, a large D&D group I know. After much planning, we decided on a setting, think Tropical Treasure Planet, Playbooks, I allowed a lot of homebrew books, so the balance was quickly gone, and we started our grand adventure. After having them get acquainted with each other's characters, meeting one player in the shop was a, who was a mechanic, a dancing bard, they set off down to the next town as escorts for delivery. I'm just going to say that I'm reading this, and I'm, I'm, it's a little, comp- it's not great written, so I love it, but continuing. Uh, the first combat opened my eyes to how much combat got th- uh, got thrown out because I didn't know how to say no as players bypassed armor and also a bird person could just form a, a bird person could just form a hold and fly from the sky and do a peregrine falcon strike. I couldn't bring myself to rewind any decisions I made, so I figured I'd adjust. <laughs> okay, you're saying yes and very elastic. So we had a stork in his group. Yeah, yeah. the bird person. Yeah, he did stork dives. <laughs> I think stork I mean, dives are just own. like when you fall over. Oh, uh, actually, <laughs> Mako was the only D player before this, and picked an artificer who kept trying to skirt the system even more and ignored how the tags worked repeatedly. Then got upset when he couldn't find a workshop in the next town, despite never asking about it. I told him, "You're a pl- you're playing an artificer, so some mechanical shop is going to be where uh, going to be wherever you go." But this concept seemed to baffle him. He spent a lot of time moping while we played. When we first introduced Mako, he narrates how he's a small uh, doll with a hole in the back of himself where there's a large key next to him. Okay, I thought some narration. Then he starts asking if anyone turns the key, and waits. Eventually, they rev him up, right. and this begins some condescending PC interaction as he tries to adapt. I had five players, and after a few sessions, I had only focused on bird person. Yeah, bird people. <laughs> You're special, you bird people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had fun at times, but also I started to get asked by every player for more attention, to which I'd respond, I'm going to focus on each character in arcs. Uh, this one's almost over which I think went on for about five sessions. No one wanted to talk about their character in detail except Bird Person, who was ecstatic to develop story. But oh. Did you write this? <laughs> no. But, al- <laughs> but also started to feel too much the focus. And I wanted to end it, but I kept pushing. <laughs> I 
introducing a demon to tie in to their uh, ask of the other half. And my next major slip up was with me involved uh, learning a word had racist connotations, which I didn't know. Now I know. We kept going, and I'm giving players equal time, but uh, definitely the narrative focus was on bird person. <laughs> <laughs> they encountered uh, fantasy uh, Betty White, who somehow was a... Fantasy <laughs> Betty White. Was a, who somehow was a streamer, <laughs> it made sense, and a PC had to apologize on stream and promote the channel. What's a streamer? All right, I'm in love with this email now. It's fantastic. <laughs> I thought it said steamer. I thought it said <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Like a Cleveland Steamer? I thought it meant stripper, <laughs> which is like a Betty no. White stripper. No. <laughs> no. Kimmy, no. no. What's wrong with you people? Right after this. I'd watch Betty White strip. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> of course you would. Kimmy's lost control of it. I have. It's fantastic. This is the best email she's I've not, ever read. It's she's, not good, she's not good with adult children. <laughs> I can just flip you guys off. It's fine. After this, however, Mako chimes in with, oh, don't worry, I'll just hack it and erase everything. I respond, okay, roll. Then he gets aggressive that it was just a joke. And I try to explain, okay, but if you wanted to do that, you would need to roll. You can do a lot. You just need to do it in the system somehow. And we try and explain how tons of what he did was going with jokes and rolling when he felt... Uh, oh, and he goes on to explain how ton of what he did was uh, going with jokes and rolling when he felt like he needed to and how dismissive it was of the tension previously. If you can make an offhand comment and remove the narrative and mechanical consequences of multiple six minus rolls on top of erasing the minds of however many viewers were live, or turns out he wasn't paying attention to that part... Then, what's the point? Well, he storms off. Wow. Without saying a word, not responding to messages either, he just up and leaves. We proceed. Wow. Like you should. Awesome. He yes. storms off. Wow. He table flipped and stormed off. <laughs> See, if you'd like preface things with a group decision making, then... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't work with adults. They get no, really mad at it you. it doesn't. Yes, they do. Well, he shows up the next time after... That's kind of ballsy. Yeah, yeah you just like, <laughs> like nothing happened. Yeah. Uh... He shows up the next time after a week of messaging half apologies and just isn't into it. I proceeded my over-focus on a character, eventually ending in a massive party split that I was excited to explore and also finally ending the first arc of the story so I could focus on another character. I thought it seemed right at first, but wow, it was horrible in the process. One player also felt too uncomfortable to confront me with any issues, so another did on their behalf about, half about some other issues, and that's when I knew I'd fucked up too much. I know I'm missing more than I did, but everyone was too disappointed <coughs> in me to keep going, so the group broke up. Ooh. Now then, months and months later, I started another group and again invited Mako along hey. with a couple of friends who we'll call Castile, Finch, and Grand. You are epic at naming. I love yeah. it. Yeah. We start the veil. After Castile, okay. Finch, and Grand, I hear an AP and I again invite Mark Mako. I attribute to the behavior to how bad I'd been before and I figured he'll also be better. We'll make characters say silly, abstract stuff. <coughs> Mako comes up with a hunted hacker who feels a bit like a synth pop, a, a synth pop Ed from Bebop at Cowboy first. Bebop, yeah. yeah. Yep. At first, we uh, we had one player for about one session who played the executive, but that didn't work out. I need to uh, wait, take one small pause here. Can yeah. you play, take, will you take a drink? 
Jean, uh, I'm going to ask your uh, your expert opinion. What the heck is the veil? It's it's a sci-fi setting, um, yeah. a PBTA, mm. um, that cyberpunk. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> now then. Oh, no, I already did if you uh, If you, if you've never played Veil, it's a PBTA. Oh, there you go. <laughs> where your stats are emotions. We go a few sessions trying to figure out the feel of it. It's a slow process. Finch ends up having to drop from the game, and I recruited another player who had been asking to be in it. Gardner, who also know, who knows Mako also. Well, the players are already st- have already started the mission at the end of the session, where I coincidentally, I forgot, and I made an NPC AI based off Gardner. So, Which is a great was, name for a, an AI, yeah. by the way, Gardner. Yeah. Uh, he was also very confused because I'd named him Gardner's name, and I should have changed it. Mm. The, mis- oh. <coughs> the mission is to help defend a ship from pirates. Mako starts giving orders out of nowhere with a totally different character personality. He then starts arguing about roles. There was one where he wanted to find some information by hacking the data feed, which was literally asking for one of the analyze moves. We argued method versus intent for a while because the way the other move was phrased, he wouldn't get the same answer. He was also going to roll the same thing either way and wanted the choice from one uh, for one move, but it was determined uh, but was determined to roll the other move. After a bit, I let him and gave him the answer that fit the move. He was mad at that. I know ex- I knew exactly what would happen, and I moved on to focus on more players. <coughs> Preparations happen, he rolls mixed success, and we agree that he jams every freq- frequency except for one. So they now know what the pirates will do. <coughs> Later, he'll argue about this predicament. He continues his <laughs> hacking, and his character changes on how he acts again. Meanwhile, the other PCs are doing their best as a, uh, to group up, figure out problems and preparations, letting them up, come up with what would work. I had no plans for the pirates that were attacking, letting it be based on their successes and failures and scaling it up and down. Very smart. Scaffolding. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mako is <laughs> the bridge when he uh, was on, on the bridge when he spots a pirate ship heading on an asteroid. Hiding. And, hiding. Hiding on an asteroid that's totally different. And I'm clear about how they aren't moving yet, but you discover that they are laying in wait. He decides to lie to the other players, saying the ships were flying straight at them. I clarify again, and he says the same thing. Fight ensues. Lots of conflict, and they rebuff the pirates. (coughs) At the end, Mako decides that since his character was identified during the fight, he has to fake his death and jump off the spaceship. I'm baffled, and so is everyone else. Because everything else about this game has been open information, and suddenly he's revealing his character has all of these extra parts of background, and changing identities should be built in. I take a breath. We all take a breath. I tell him about how if he wants to change bodies, we'll have to sell back cybernetics for cheap and buy new things using one of the moves uh, (coughs) for acquiring cybernetics. So he should look at that. Well... He starts with what is basically a character creation, the buy process. After 20 to 30 minutes of him waffling between choices... Oh, my God. I, trying to say how items do the wrong thing to make them more powerful, and luckily Gardner has stepped up to call him out. Summary. I joined this game, and I don't want to spend all this time for you to spend on character creation, and you're taking that away from us, and you've had plenty of time to work this out. Mako leaves again. the call again. We finish the session, and the next day he messages me about how he knows what his next version is. 
a total recreation of the small clockwork dude he played in the last game. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Creating the entire thing in the world to justify how these existed, although uh, we talked about the limits of AI and cybernetics in the world, he chose the only world build when it was to directly benefit him and stomp over everyone else. I had already resolved to kick him out of the group after leaving the second time, but this was more than enough to make me not regret it. The group went to one more session, but the veil is a heck of a system and we just didn't like it. Gardner left and the others and I ended up playing masks, some other systems, and are currently still playing together for the most part. One is infrequent, but we love him. Kicking out friends is never fun, but sometimes playing with them is worse. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? That's a teacher. <laughs> right there. Moral of the story. Yeah. Thanks. Well said. Hannah in the Windy City. Well done. P.S. I tried sending in a question through your contact page before this, but I don't know if you got it or not. It was about this horror story. I P- don't know. P.P.S. Very nice, Drink. Very nice. That was a fantastic. I love the moral of the story. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keeping up friends is never yeah. fun, but sometimes, sometimes playing yeah. with them is worse. It's worse. I'm sorry I struggled with reading it at the beginning, but that was a fantastic oh, well. line. Yeah. Well done. And yeah, no. Sometimes you are with those assholes, and you. Just Why have to did you them. invite this player back a second time? Yes. Well, you had a huge warning the yeah, first time. You had a huge warning. But, I, I, you have some culpability here. Right, but, <laughs> but I, I understand. There's a little bit of that imposter syndrome the first time you're running a game. And you yeah. feel like you didn't do a good job because you you fill in all those flaws uh, and you put it make it your fault. Is this the first time she ran? Was it first? Well, that's what they're saying. I think it was the first game that she ran with Mako. She they felt, or I don't know if it's she, she or they. She, they felt that they didn't yeah. do a good IG, uh, yeah. job, so they were like, "Okay, this didn't work out because it was my fault." Right. Yeah. So yes. that's I applaud you for taking that responsibility yep. as a GM. But it sounds like you know you gave them. A chance, and they uh, continue to Usually fuck it's up. Three strikes, yeah. and this guy is such a douchebag. Two was enough. Good on you, though. More you than gave enough. him twice. Yeah, walking out on a game like just See bailing. That twice. Uh, that, uh, the first time. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, like no matter what you did wrong as a GM, that's kind of a bullshit way to react. Yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah. So it is. yeah, I think you might be right. Sometimes okay. just reading or listening to these, I get sympathy pains. Yeah. Am I right. Like my whole chest is like, oh my god. Yeah. How oh, they fill me with game one after game. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me love Stork a lot. <laughs> right? I'm like right. <laughs> but this has actually got Stork. me thinking about a RPG player malady, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what to call it yet. But I think, no, no, I'm going to call it like, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. I'm going to have come up with a name for it. But there is a, I I think we are partially to blame because of the whole yes and thing and the misinterpretation Mm -hmm. of the yes and thing, Mm -hmm. meaning you must always say yes to the players, which is not what what we ever say, what we've ever said. But it's also, it's also, I think, a play style that's common in PBTA games, Mm -hmm. which is, it's like the sky's the limit and... If you could justify whatever you want to do, it, one it of the reasons, it. one of the reasons, and this will we'll do a whole, we'll do a whole segment on this at some point. One of, one of yeah. the reasons that game mechanics exist is as a gatekeeper for awesome. <laughs> do you no, understand, do you a understand what? For what? Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Awesome. Sure. Because it, it's like if you if there is not some fair mechanical way to determine when you get to do something awesome or not 
you're just sw- swapping stories around a fu- uh, Yeah, you're campfire. just playing an improv game. Yeah, and I... You see what I'm saying? You really want no, everybody... It's still coy- formulating in my head. It's, really not, want, it's not exact yet. You really want everybody to be the coyote and not Superman. I don't know what that means. The I don't coyote from Warner right. Brothers cartoons oh. failed all the time. The dice no, never worked. Yeah, you would always, you would always plug. No, but that's not, that's not what I necessarily. Mean. I know okay. he never died I mean. though. No, I was I trying to be. I funny. understand what you mean. <laughs> I, I mean, in PBTA, the fiction, the you're mixing universes, stork. The narrative should fit. <laughs> Stopping so literal. What you're coming up with as a player, um, and then there <clears> might be. And sometimes players yes. have a tendency to blow through those limits yes. that have been set. So I, know, I think I know what you mean. I'm just trying to think of <coughs> what you would call it also. Yeah. I have a ton of insulting names I won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's important because there's players like I... I, I, I have man-baby syndrome is one of the ones I came up with. I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's more akin to like, like God syndrome. Like someone wanting to be the ultimate of everything. More than a man baby, like the walking out is man baby, but him yeah. expecting <laughs> him expecting to be able to do anything is not man baby. That's more like it's like a fantasy it's a thing. Culture that's developed in a subculture that's developed in in role playing games. I think. Yeah. And I think PBT. It, it's more so in PBT. I'm not blaming PBTA games for no. this, but I think it's something that hap- tends to happen more often. Because, because there's of less mechanical. See, I've run into people playing D and D like that, though. No, me too. Oh, there and are. That's what there I was going to say. The min-maxers. like that's the yeah. minmaxers, because they worked within the limitations of the rules to max that's not that what out. I'm t- that's not, I'm not no. talking. I'm talking about people who want to. But that's the same. Who want to be awesome without? See, that's an in, that, that's almost an inversion of oh, what I'm talking about. Because no, no, this is important. Because because in D and D. Yeah. Where we talk about the mechanics being the the yeah. gatekeeper of awesomeness. Yeah. They totally are that in D&D and one of the things that makes players feel awesome in D&D is when they can master the game mechanics mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, if I get to this level and I take this feat and this feat, I can do this and yeah. this multiplies that." And boom boom. Boom, look what I'm capable of doing. That's that I think is actually it it's not more. It's not more legitimate. Creamy, peanut butter or crunchy. Well, like, I th- no, but it, it, it. What I'm what I'm saying is that that is still formulating. People, I'm, I am still yeah. formulating. People yeah. want the accomplishment without the work. Whereas in in D and D, it's built it, it, it's built into the culture of the right. game, where there is a there is a mastery of this system that you can you can work on and sit and read books and look at feats and figure things out to be able to say I have legitimately made an awesome character look upon me look upon my works and despair. No, for sure. I think we should hold this, and I think this yeah. should be the topic next week. Okay, it might, maybe yeah. I don't know if I'll have it finished by next week. No, but I think this is a lot of conversation with this because yes. I have a lot of thoughts yeah. on this too. Okay. Yep. So, and I think it deserves to be its own topic and not just like the end I of a podcast. So we'll, next week we'll talk about player character it disease. Is, it is a part of human nature. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think of Midsummer Night's Dream, <laughs> the, uh, the play within the play. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Bottom's like, oh, I can do all the parts. And yeah. this is why you agree. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you have group decision making before you start. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm gonna play the song. Where's the song? Do Hold it. on. Whoa! <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 23, episode what, 14? 14 yeah. of Happy Jack's Episode Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. Uh, I'm Stork. Yeah. <laughs> Gina. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here. 
Hypertext.org slash live. And we have a convention coming up. Don't forget to go there. Yep. You'll enjoy it. Sign up and play in our games. There might be and special guests. And we'll be, yeah, we'll be streaming and we'll and we'll have sign-ups for that somehow. We don't know how yet, but it'll happen somehow. Through the No, it's through the Strategic On Site. Through the Strategic yeah. On Site it will happen somehow. If you've read the post on our website today, you'd know that's... I don't read the post. I, we haven't had a post on our website in years. Mom and Dad need to talk. It okay. wasn't attached to an MP3. I didn't that's amazing. I know why you did that, too. Thank you for joining us. We'll leave you with a song. <laughs> There are many organs in the torso Some are less important, some are more so Some they make us laugh and some they give us gas But if they preclude my drinking then they must go Oh, Said there was no doubt that my liver would give out, but nothing but that foam yell will fill me. So to those that pass, I'll raise a glass For it seems that all my doctors I'm outlasting Oh, Costco, I love you.